When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This meeting is being recorded. You guys, the worst sound, one of the worst sounds in the world, and it's not ASMR because to me, that's close. But the worst sound in the world is a dying fire alarm. You know what I'm talking about. You're sitting in your house and suddenly you hear it. You hear that and you want to hope, you hope to yourself that it's not happening because you don't want to deal with replacing the batteries in the fire alarm. So you wait and you're like, okay, okay, I misheard. And you're relieved for a minute because there's a delay. And then all of a sudden again, you hear and it's like so high pitched. I'm not even doing it right, you guys. I can't even, is it like that? Is it like, like that. It's kind of like that. But anyway, you sit there for as long as you can in denial that this is something you have to deal with. But the noise is unbearable. And the reason it's unbearable, it's like water torture. It's like you don't know when it's coming. And just when you think you have silence, it's just, it's horrible. Not to mention, it is so hard to change a fire alarm, especially, you know, in a New York City apartment because we don't have high ladders in our apartments. There's no room to store an industrial size ladder. We have step ladders. We don't keep like high ladders in our apartment. So most often you have to call like the super to come help you. I'm making it sound like my ceilings are 20 feet high, but it's just that a regular, you know, two to three rung step stool isn't going to do the trick. And so all I'm saying is in this time of we can do anything, including but not limited to build our own rocket ships and just go to space on a whim. Why can't we figure out a better system with the fire alarms? Because they will drive you crazy. My son's friend had a dying fire alarm for literally three months, like the first three months of lockdown. And every time they'd FaceTime, I'd hear it. I would hear it on FaceTime and I would lose my mind. I don't know how he lived that way for so long, but he did. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about it because I actually have like, um, I have like a trauma response if I think I hear it. Like sometimes I think I hear it and then I am so relieved to find out it's not the fire alarm. (laughs) Because there's always a delay, right? From when you hear it to when you can deal with it. Anyway, I was once living in an apartment that had a fire alarm and a separate carbon monoxide detector. And that was always running out. And my mom came in one day and was like hanging off the wall. I literally just pulled it from the ceiling. And she's like, that is so dangerous. How could you not have batteries in your fire alarm. 
And I was like, that's the carbon monoxide detector. And she said, oh, that is so much worse. Is it? Is it worse? Is one worse than the other? I mean, either way, if we're not alerted, we're going to die. So I don't know what that theory was. We can explore that at another time. Hey guys, welcome to Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley, and I promise you this is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. Okay, guys, my don't hate me for the week is the Met Gala. You guys, don't hate me, but is the Met Gala actually kidding us? Are they playing a joke on us? Or am I so uncultured that I don't understand what they're doing? Like, am I not cultured enough to understand that this is such high concept fashion that to me it looks like costumes? Is it me? Is it, is it, what is it? Because I don't get it. Yes, I love the idea of it. I love that they are raising money so the museums will be free, that Met will be free for New Yorkers. I love that. It should be free for New Yorkers. I love the Metropolitan Museum of Art. That being said, one woman had a, a dress with a horse head hanging off the front, an entire horse head, like the one you see in The Godfather that's laying in the bed. Kim Kardashian came in in a I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know how to describe it because I'd say a, a costume, but it was like a stocking. You couldn't see her face. You couldn't, I don't know what it was. It was, you know what it was like? It was like when Peter Pan cuts out his shadow and it's just like a black shadow. That's that's kind of what it was. I was doing a lot of Instagram storying about uh the the event because I was just, my mind was blown. So if you go to the social studies Instagram at official social studies, I do side by side. I created the looks for less, if you will, as though I'm some sort of fashion blogger with absolutely no experience. Go take a look. It's at official social studies. If you guys are not following that Instagram account, you should be. Um, But I did a whole look for less. So go see what I thought all those looks are about. Don't hate me. This week for our Get Involved. Guys, some exciting news. We are doing a giveaway, another social studies giveaway. I am giving away some um, EMK Beverly Hills facial serum, and it's worth $180. Don't you want it? Because I do. Uh, All you have to do to win is you have to leave a review on Apple Podcast. You have to send me a screenshot of your review and you have to share something about social studies on your social media, be it your story or an Instagram post or a Facebook post uh, and send me a screenshot of that as well. And you will be entered to win. The winners will be picked on October 6th. So get involved because it's definitely something you want, isn't it? The rules for that giveaway can also be found on the official social studies Instagram at official social studies. I'm so excited for my guest today. Uh, She rocks and I think you're going to love her. So let's get to today's episode. Oh, yeah. No, they're like, you need to know you're being recorded in case you're showing your penis on the Zoom. Do you think that's how it started, by the way? Because that guy that was 
Jeff he started the, the consent on Zoom. Do you remember? It was uh, kind okay. of around oh, yes. that time. But it was kind of around that time that Zoom started telling you you're being recorded. Okay, guys, if you're listening and you don't know if you're not a Zoom recorder, um, as we podcasters are, it now says, and it didn't always do this, but it says this meeting is being recorded. This meeting is being recorded. And it never used to do that. It just used to be, you can like stealth record. I mean, you could see it if you looked for it, but, but that's why that guy that was, what was he? He was masturbating during the meeting. Yeah. He was, he was giving himself an HJ during the meeting. Jeffrey Tubin. he, we owe it all to him. <laughs> we owe the Zoom consent to him. You guys, I'm so excited. Today, my guest is Chinay Alexander. She is host of the Pressed Send podcast, also on Dear Media. She's a life advice giver and a body confidence aficionado and an all-around badass chick. Please welcome Chinay to the show. Welcome, Chinay. Hi. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me in your home. I mean, uh, we're not exactly. actually in your home, but like, I feel like I'm sitting at your dining table yeah, with you. She's at my, in my dining room. I'm in her bedroom. It's very intimate. It's <laughs> very intimate. <laughs> That's the beauty of Zoom. First of all, I'm so excited you are in Brooklyn. And I love that because I had just said to you earlier, everyone seems to be from LA on podcasts. So why is that? I I think entertainment, right? Mm. I love when New York represents. What I love about Shanae is she, you call yourself uh, the internet's big sister. Is that you're the advice giver? People write to Shanae, ask for advice and she gives it on her podcast. But what I love about her is, and I've been following her for quite some time. Would you call yourself an influencer? I know that's such a tricky word, but you, would you call yourself an influencer? First of all, the lip gloss you're holding is so good. This is, by the way, I just have to quickly thank Allison Broad for sending this to me. But uh, Allison this Broad, is, a badass. I love her. And she sent me this. You guys, I'm holding that Urban Decay lip gloss that I gave away as a giveaway. It's so good. It literally, you put it on and you look like J-Lo. It's like, you look like J-Lo. Um, it's a great lip gloss. So I'm influencing, <laughs> uh, I'm co-influencing with you right You're now. A hundred percent. Let's get down to it. But I will say um, I am an influencer. I guess you could say that word is like really tough. I think for everyone. I know it's tough for me to ask you. I feel like I'm like offending you. It's tough for anyone with a personality to stomach. Um, No, I think, you know what? I, I go back and forth with that word because I think everyone thinks you're just like doing like TikTok dances or actually that is really a skill because I cannot do that. Or you're just like, you know, slinging whatever like half-baked product on the internet, which I do sling products on the internet, but only ones that are genuinely good like that lip gloss. But you know, I I consider myself actually foremost a writer because I love to write and I will write a long-winded caption any day of the week. But I also do like to just make content and really like what I like to say I really am is um, like a person that really likes to create community online. So that's, that's kind of like what I really like to say that I do. Yeah. And the reason I love following you is because I don't follow a lot of influencers and I'm putting, you guys can't say I'm, I'm doing that in quotes, but the reason I'm doing that is I don't follow a lot of influencers because I really think that we've had it as people. And I've, I've done a lot of episodes on this with perfection on the internet. I mean, like my videos have been around about that. Like we have kind of had it with that whole vibe and you're very honest and you, you put yourself out there and you put your flaws out there. And I think that's what makes you so 
relatable and watchable and likable. And um, if you're not following her, you definitely should be, you guys. But it's just so refreshing to see honesty and not everything so... It's definitely not polished. I respect that because obviously you're beautiful and all of that, but you're also, you're saying things that people are like, oh yeah, that's me. That's me, right? That's me. And I think there's something about that's me that's so refreshing to people in this time. The thing that I want out of my platform, and this is like the earnest desire of what I want to do, because I never wanted to be an influencer. Like I didn't start out wanting to be an influencer. This was never my dream job. I was a marketing director for eight years. I then like literally only started an Instagram job, uh, Instagram account to literally try to get a job in social media. I was trying to be a social media like coordinator for like a company. It was not to become an influencer. I didn't even follow any influencers, bloggers. I did not know about that world. And so I had no interest in this as a job. I still do not know if I have interest in this as a job. <laughs> I, I, I love the community. I love my work. But the uh, the cachet of the word becoming an influencer, I, I if this ended tomorrow, I would be perfectly happy moving on with my life and doing something else. I love what I do, but I'm not, my whole world and my vision for myself does not hang on the dream of being an influencer. You know, I think that's like, I think that's uh, the difference between like people that act, you know, it's like people that want to be an actor versus people that want to be famous. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yes, the, craft yes. of, the craft of being a writer, the craft of creating community, craft of like uh, being with people will always be with me. So it doesn't matter if that is an influencer or something else, it will always be with me. Um, it doesn't matter if it's in that format. So for me, the, the, the common goal of my platform is that I don't want people to be like me. Yeah. I don't want two people to people to aspire to be like me. I want people to be more of themselves. Right. And so when people watch, I want people to go, Oh my God, that's that thing that I thought I was weird for. Yes. But you just said it. And so now I feel less weird. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes. Join me every Monday for a new episode of my podcast, Recovering from Reality. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, I'm here to deliver intimate conversations and expert insights to empower you on the road towards authentic wellness. So are you ready to recover from reality? Can I ask you some fun nonsense questions about yes, being an influencer? I love nonsense. That everyone wants to know. Okay, so here you are. You have a big following. You're always, you have to do front-facing stories and all this. You have to really put yourself out there. You wake up, you're feeling like shit. Your face is puffy. I'm not saying this happens to you, but it just happens to everybody. Every day. How do you face the world? How do you say to yourself, it's time? Like, how do you prepare yourself? Because I know even for me to talk about a giveaway, I want to, I can't do it. It's like, so I have to just like, and you see, like I'm out there, but I am so shy when it comes to that. So what, talk, talk to me about the process of putting yourself out on Instagram and do you get insecure and do you get uncomfortable? Tell us all the things. You know what I do? Anytime I'm like, I have the notion to be like, oh, I should put on makeup to get on Instagram or, oh, I look like too gross. Mm -hmm. I just do it. 
Like yeah. I just get on because you know what the thing is, is when people are scrolling through that like top bar of Instagram stories, what they see is like 900 stories of people that look amazing. A hundred percent. And like, nobody wants to see that shit. It's so fucking monotonous. They want to see your ugly ass on the couch, double chin like this in your robe with a hole and like fucking pancake syrup on it. Like that's what they want to see because guess what? They're, that's what they look like. And nobody is done up all the time. And you know what? Half these stories from influencers are pre-recorded. Half this shit is pre-recorded. You know what? I knew a girl that was recording her stories a month out. A no. month out. For real? Yes, a month out. A month Guys, out. I didn't know that. So I oh, bet yeah. my listeners didn't know that. Oh yeah, a month out. A month out. Wow. See? So it's like, it's all smoke and mirrors or it's all filtered. And you know what the other trick is people will do? People, because people don't want to, they don't want to see that, like, this is a trick influencers will do. They'll put a filter on mm-hmm. and they don't want people to think it's a filter. So they'll save the story and then they'll put it on their story with no filter, but they've saved it with a filter. Right. Because guys, what she's talking about is, you know, everyone wants to look like Mariana Hewitt now on Instagram. Everyone's using or whatever. They I'm use like, that filter. Bitch, and no one thinks your nose is like a little pencil. <laughs> so Instagram came out with this thing. If you use a filter, it says it on the top left corner, which filter, which I think is great, right? Yes. Because then people can try it out and be like, oh, this is how different I look with a baby face or whatever you're using. Um, but so just, you heard it here from a professional influencer. People are downloading those stories, reposting them. So you don't see that. Yeah. Because they want you to think they look like that. And you know what's really bullshit is they'll do that on a, a story where they're talking about fucking skincare. Right. By the way, I'm like, you can't talk about skincare if you're talking about that. Like, especially on like a sponsored skincare thing. I'm like, ho, you're talking about Olay. I literally Olay? just <laughs> wait. I literally just saw this. Someone was doing an under eye depuff cream, and they had a filter on, and I was like. You don't have puffy eyes. We can't see the puffy. We can't see it happening because you have a filter. It's like skincare takes time. Like we know, we know it's not going to happen on the story. It's okay. Like talk about results over time. Just talk about like realistic things. Like for me, I'm like, just talk realistically about what's happening. I don't need like, this is going to make you look 20 years younger. Like this is going to make you look like a baby's face. Like it's not like, I mean, there are certain things that like, I'm like legit, like instantly make you look a million times better. But you know, we let's like work within realistic standards. But but some of the like downloading filtering that shit, I'm like, or they're using like Facetune video and shit like that. Do you and think then, a lot of them use Facetune yes, video? A hundred percent. Okay, so you guys, Facetune for those of you who don't know is an app where people can literally slim their limbs, lengthen their limbs, totally change the, everything. You can literally people change are changing everything. the color of their eyes. Change the, you could change everything. And now the scary thing is they have Facetune video. So you can, uh, here's the thing, but here I will tell you Facetune what I use Facetune for. Yeah. And this is a little secret for us New Yorkers. Okay. Listen into the mic here. (laughs) Facetune is great. If you're taking photos on the street Mm -hmm. and there are a bunch of trash and cigarettes on the ground, you can patch those all out. (laughs) (gasps) See, I don't even know how you're going to have to teach me how to use. So there's like a little patch tool and, or if there's like a random, like in your apartment, because New York city apartments are 
you know, the a worst. A lot of cords. A lot of cords, a lot of outlets and weird places. You got to take that out. Yeah. You got to take the extra five minutes on your photo and take it out. Okay. Okay. And that's something that I will, it's a, that's, a, that is a hill I will die on is take an extra two minutes, use the patch on Facetune. That's interesting. And That's you know what? You, you haters can say it's Photoshop because it is. Yeah. Because I did take, I did take. Haters will say it's Photoshop and it is. <laughs> I will take that crushed box of McDonald's fries off the ground in my photo. <laughs> By the way, that's very diligent. No, well, it ruins the photo. I mean, people yeah. that don't do it, it drives me nuts. That is hilarious. <laughs> I love that, by the way. Um, okay, talk to me about... When you're an influencer, I'm going to ask you these questions like I've never met one before because you're the first, I've had a lot of like comics on with big followings, but you're the first person who's truly in, in, not that you're not other things and you're brilliant and all that stuff. Okay. Do you ever feel like insecure about things you post? Do you, does it take you, does it ever take guts? Do you ever have to like reach deep down to post something or it's just easy for you? You know what I, um, what actually like takes the most guts is to, so to post actually the most like vulnerable things, you'd think it would be the opposite. So actually what feels worse to me, like, like literally burying my soul and I have like reverse trained myself. So like talking about like the hardest things, like me posting about like anti-abortion laws, I'm like, doo, 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 like fuck Texas. Like right. I'm from Texas. I, mean, I was going to say Texas. you guys, Chanae is from Texas. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck Texas. Blah, 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 blah. Like I can post something about that. And like all of the like stances, I can talk about the election. I can talk about black lives matter. I can talk about feminism. I can talk about, you know, my trauma. I can talk about body image, all of the shit. I can blurt that shit out. You know what? I second guess myself if I just want to have like a lighthearted thing. Right. Because I question, because I am insecure about people not taking me seriously. Interesting. So I am insecure that I will, that people won't like that. I'm not talking about something with depth. Right. Well, it's, it's so funny you say that because as a, the, as someone in comedy, I run into this issue of is making a joke right now, tone deaf because the world is falling apart or the floods or the, or the pandemic or this variant or this law. And we're going to get into this, but it doesn't feel like there's a reprieve. Like for you as a comic, how are you even able to find humor in things right now. It's just like, it just, it feels like there's nothing funny. And it also feels like no one is able to take a joke. Okay. It it goes through stages, right? Like definitely, I think everyone is really sensitive. You're right. I'm terrified about making jokes. I can't tell you how much I edit myself now because I'm just like, I might offend people who love big wooden hangers rather than skinny. Like you don't know, like you're like, people are going to be like, you bought those from Ikea. Like how dare you support a big box store? Like you don't, there's literally, you know what the owners of Ikea did. Exactly. Oh my God. There's nothing left. It's like, there's not, it's like, it's, it's like, do you ever read the giving tree? Like now you're a stump at the end. In some ways it feels like that. Like everything was stripped from us, but the greats do it. Look at Chappelle, look at Gervais. Like, they can do it. And I admire it. I do. My biggest strength, my coping mechanism, we all have them, is I am able to laugh at my worst 
moments as actually when I write my best stuff, when I am like at my worst is when I, when I write my best material, I actually like joke, like I'm in this great, happy relationship. I told my boyfriend, like, I'm not going to be funny anymore because this True. is so normal. Oh, I love jail is the worst. <laughs> I'm like, this is so normal and healthy that I hope I can still be funny. But I will say you do, you, you find things, right? You have to laugh at it. Like you have to laugh if, even in the worst moments, right? You have to laugh. But I will say this past week, I felt it. I felt the world. I felt it was like the hurricanes, the flash floods, the laws, the, and you know, here we are, we're coming out of summer. We're going back into real life. You're like, oh my God, here we go. We don't they, then they take it the sun again. Yeah. Yeah. And back into the darkness. The sun. Right. Exactly. And so you feel it. I think we've all felt that shift. And I think it was around this time last year, I started to feel the reality of the pandemic sink in again. Because remember last summer we were like, oh, we're outside, everything's fine. And then it gets cold and then it gets dark. So now that I've depressed you all. No, it sucks. It fucking sucks. This sucks. And it's like, I think sometimes just like, collectively shout this sucks and like we all think it sucks and we're so like it's frustratingly terrible and like everyone is just trying to make the best of it and like it's so hard to do that it's so incredibly hard to make the best of it and I I saw this little comic and I, I don't remember where it was from but I think I saw it on Twitter, but it was like the lemons, the lemons. And then there's like stacks of lemonade and the little boy just has his head down. And it was just like, yeah, we're tired of making lemonade. Yeah. So guys, there was like a comic. I don't know where it was either. It was probably like the New York, New York or something, but there was a little boy sitting or a person like hunched over taking a pile of lemons, making lemonade. And, And it's like, there's so many bottles of lemonade and lemons are just coming at his head. Right. And that's exactly right. It's like, okay, we've made the best. We've learned to work on Zoom. We've learned to, and but now it feels like the world is, is. We work in a lemonade burning. factory. We work in a lemonade factory. And I did not sign up for this. <laughs> we did not sign up for it. I want friggin' iced tea. It's time for something else. It's time I for the margarita. <laughs> I need a margarita. I need some whiskey on the rocks for God's sakes. Bourbon, 100%, please. 100%. 100%. Oh, God. So you guys have to listen to uh, Chanae's podcast. I actually just recorded an episode with her. She asked me what my last meal would be when I was on her podcast. Great answer, by the way. <laughs> listen to the very end. This yeah. is not a ploy to get you to listen to the whole thing, but it kind of is. I'm actually but... not going to tell you what it is, but Chanae's observation of my last meal was literally one of, that's the only thing that made me laugh in the past two days. Like I actually belly laughed from it. What would your, now that we're talking about this, we've gone from influencing and product placement to the apocalypse. What would your, (laughs) what would your last meal be? Oh, wow. Um, 
well, let's do like an apocalypse last meal because, you know, the end of the world is coming. I, so I love I that you're doing up. a theme meal, like a theme. Oh, yeah. That's how we know you used to be an event planner. Literally last Sunday, told we're having a dinner party at our house on Friday for some friends from some very close friends that are coming to town. And I told my boyfriend, I was like, I was like, I really wanted to do a theme where I texted everyone for their number one um, childhood family comfort meal. Um and then I was going to do modern takes on, on, on everyone's number one family comfort meal because this past two years, friends have really become our family. And he I was like, that idea. Yeah. And I was like, I just don't think I have time to come up with um, seven individual dishes, recreations by Friday. And he was like, you are so intense. He's like, I love you so much, but that is so intense. See, that's when I would have gone to like the frozen food section and just like stuck it all in the oven. And you're like, no, literally we're going to eat your, your mom's like a Stouffer's casserole. Yeah. Like here's the actual TV dinner that reminds you of being Here a you kid. Go. <laughs> you could just shave some truffle on top to make oh, it modern. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then we're going to like drink peppermint schnapps since that's the first thing I got drunk on ever. Um, (laughs) Okay. So my, okay. This always, my, my, my last meal is always continuously changing, but I'm going to start with a basket of mozzarella sticks. Oh, um, that's box basket of mozzarella sticks and nachos. Oh, oh, love a steak nacho, refried beans, a Tex-Mex type nacho. I was going to say, we are talking to a Texan. Oh, a Texan. I mean, we don't, and this is the last meal. Calories don't count. Nothing counts. Nothing counts. Um, and then for dinner, uh, for my entree, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to do a, a, a medium rare steak probably from Raul's in Soho. I think I'm going to do maybe like a steak frite and then I'll do half a dozen oysters just to join you on your oyster journey. Cause I do love a raw oyster. I love oysters. Probably from Cell Rose in the Lower East Side with like a little bit of, um, they have a great mignonette sauce. Um, well, I, I, you know, I have not been there, but now we'll I'm going to put it on my list. Maybe we'll go yes. and have a drink. Let's do <gasps> okay. that that's I our new date. We're That's doing a date. it. Okay, we're going to do this. We're doing it 100%. Um, and then I think for dessert, dessert's hard for me because I don't love dessert as much. I think for dessert, I'm going to do a cheese board. <gasps> Ooh, are you not a sweet tooth person? I'm not a big sweet tooth person. I would probably, if I had to pick a dessert, I would do either like a Steve's Key Lime Pie or I would do like a tiramisu I'm also a chocolate cake, no icing person. <gasps> I'm icing only. We'd have the perfect. Oh my God. Perfect icing death only. meal. You can um, have all my icing. I love Ew. icing. There's no point to the cake. In my opinion. I love the cake. I don't like the icing. It's too sweet. Oh, I love the icing. And then I would have um, bourbon on the rocks. That's it. Oh, well, hopefully we don't have to have that meal anytime soon. I should. Yeah, but you know what? I think one night, I think it would be fun to go have our last meals just for fun. Just in case. Like, just like for, is that more of a just in case? But I think it would be fun because it'd be like, oh, let's have our last meal just in case we don't ever get it. Yeah. You like guys. it's like morbid, but like cute and fun. It's... <laughs> Unless we died the next day and then that would be really crazy. By the way, that's what 2021 is. It's morbid, but cute and fun. Exactly. (laughs) Morbid, but make it Pinterest, you know? Make it content, bitch. Morbid, but make it content. Morbid, but make it content. That's what I'm going to title this podcast. TikTok. I made my, my, my best friend's last meal. Here's how. Guys, follow me on my last day of life and see what I do. (laughs)
Like for more, like for part two, except there is no part two because I'm dead. Except there is no part two because it's the end of the world. By the way, this just took such a morbid turn, but I love it. Guys, you have to laugh. Remember, see, this is what Jenna said. You said, and by the way, this is, you said, how do you make it funny? That's how you make it funny. Morbid, Mm -hmm. but make it cute. Do you like a day in the last, the last day in the life? TikTok. (sighs) Yes. By the way, really quickly, I just want to address something with you uh, as we were ending the podcast, but now we're going to just start for one more minute. Are these real stay-at-home daughter TikToks? Is that real? Have you seen these? A day in the life of a stay-at-home daughter? Oh, no. I think they're, I mean... Are they mocking? Is it satire? I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Okay, you guys, there's this thing on TikTok, like a day in the life of a stay-at-home daughter. And I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, they're kidding, right? They're mocking like- But but it's all too real. It's too real. And so it's like shows these lavish lives of like these girls that live in the city that don't work and are supported by their parents. And at first I thought I was watching like a mockumentary, like a satire. But then it's like, oh, they're actually doing all this and they actually know all the places. And they're wildly expensive places for a stay-at-home daughter. You guys, I, I highly recommend looking this up. If someone could write in and tell me if it's- I think- uh, but they know too much. They know they too know, much. They're like, go to this place and see Arena for the like glow spot, glow facial. I'm like, no, you know the woman's name. Yeah, you have a standing appointment. But also they have the outfit. It's a little Sugar Baby-esque. I have been on Sugar Baby TikTok. Oh yeah, Sugar Baby's big thing. That's a big thing. No one has, actually one person asked me if I would be their Sugar Baby. But it, he was very old. I've gotten people, sorry, not to knock your fetish. I have to just throw that in. I don't want to offend your fetish. No Pe- kink shaming, but. <laughs> no kink shaming. A lot of, I've had a, a couple of people offer to buy me shoes. Someone offered to pay me $2,000 to rub my feet. Um, and then this week, guys, I, I, I'm, do I mention this on my podcast? Someone offered to buy my underwear. Oh yeah, that's a big thing in Japan too. I was kind of, look, I'm not going to sell them, but I was tempted to ask how much they were going to pay. Is it on Instagram? (laughs) You should just ask out of curiosity. (laughs) I mean, I shaved my feet with an Amazon pumice grinder thing that I bought at Amazon for 18 bucks, which was the best thing I've ever bought. And I- uh, I thought someone paid you $18 to do it. I paid $18 to buy the thing. (laughs) And then I shaved my foot on Instagram stories and everyone messaged me and they were like, this is for free? This is free content. I'm like, damn! I should have put this on OnlyFans. Do you have an OnlyFans or a Patreon? No, but I should. I guess I should make one. Who knew? Just for my foot grinding content. The fact that this is where my mind goes because I've spent so much. You know, you know, from people, strangers contacting you. I actually, when you said I shaved my feet for eighteen dollars, I thought someone paid you eighteen dollars to shave your feet with something from Amazon. I was like, you know what? I believe it, and good for you for taking the eighteen (laughs) dollars. My rate's higher than that. Thank you, Jenna. (laughs) By the way, I said to my boyfriend, I was like, you know, I let you rub my feet for free. Someone's offering two thousand dollars to rub my up, Bucko. Hey, up. my Venmo. Here's my Venmo. Um, um, this has been so fun, and Shanae, I really want to go to Sell Rose world. with you and get oysters. Shanae, we're going. Like we are going immediately. Immediately. Thank you so much. Uh, how can people find you? Stalk you? Yes. Please come follow me and find me. When you go to Press Sense um, um, podcast page, we'll start with Jenna's episode. It's going to be great. We're like, it was like instantaneous, like 
combustion friendship moment. So please start with that episode. You can find me on Press and Podcast on all the things at Shanae, C-H-I-N-A-E, Alexander on all the other social platforms and uh, come be friends, come hang out and watch me grind uh, my calluses. <laughs> it's <laughs> free, free, apparently. Jesus Christ. Where are you getting a deal like that on the internet? There we go. It's like OnlyFans, but it's free. OnlyFans, but free. Shanae, thank you so much for being here. The recording has stopped. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon.
When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.